This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Kindness. We see it all around us. We see it when someone pays for someone else's coffee or holds the door open for another person. We see it in the smallest of gestures, like a smile or a kind word. But it's different when we turn on the news or social media. Oftentimes, what we hear about, what outlets are pushing, is the opposite of kind. Welcome to the Kindness Matters Podcast. Our goal is to give you a place to relax, to revel in stories of people who have received or given kindness, a place to inspire and motivate each and every one of us to practice kindness every day. Hello and welcome to the Kindness Matters podcast, everybody. I am your host, Mike Rathbun, and I'd just like to start off by saying, if you would do me a kindness, if you would do me a favor, and go to deluxeeditionnetwork.com and check out their podcast of the month. There are three of them this month. The first is Bev's Video Kingdom, and in that you'll join four small-town friends as they hilariously, unpretentiously review movies they love, and then hold highly competitive drafts on all categories. The second is Barrel Aged Flicks, where Ron, Stu, Ragnar, Chase, and Lenny host a show about classic movies and review movie-themed adult beverages. New movies are featured weekly, spiraling into hilarious discussions peppered with movie trivia. Punishment shots never stop in these episodes. That's the barrel-aged flicks. And, of course, the final podcast of the month is the Kindness Matters podcast. Now, let's get into the show. So, I think it's fair to say that all of us over the last few years have all had some kind of issues in the mental health area. Um, I know it's true for me. I think for most people, it's true that we have all dealt with uh, mental health issues over the last few years, and um, you know sometimes it's that it's that voice in your head that that insistently, incessantly, something like that, continuously tells you that you're not good enough, or that you're a fraud, or you know all of these voices. And, and for a lot of people, it's temporary. It comes and goes, and and but what if that voice is there? all the time. You can't shake it. You try CBT, cognitive behavior therapy. Uh, you try journaling, you try gratitude, and none of that works. I will say that my guest today has come up with a brilliant method to shake it. And, and it works for him, but I'm sure it would work for a lot of people. Um, he is the author of a newly released book called The Kind Mind Method, and I welcome Mr. Alex Walton. Thank you for coming on, Alex. I appreciate you being here. Hi there, Mike. Uh, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. So really, thank you very much for, for inviting me and really looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, it, it, and it's I, because, because I had my own mental health issues, your story really resonated with me. And I've tried all those things. I tried gratitude. And 
you know, I was really good for like the first couple weeks. I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm, I'm grateful that I woke up this morning and I'm grateful for this and that. But it seemed like I was just reusing a lot of stuff. And, and I'm sure I just wasn't putting as much into it as I could to, to break out of this depression, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. But, um, and, and you, you had some of that as well. I, I did. And I think um, when you introduced it there, the way you were talking, those that that voice uh, in your head, those thoughts, it's that was very much it for, for, for me. It was very much around negative thinking, that constant voice of of worry, of fear, of anxiety, anxious about situations, social situations, work thoughts about what could go wrong what I could do wrong and I simply couldn't step out of those those thoughts and as I look back now it's almost it's quite strange it's almost it was almost like a compulsion in 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 some ways I felt like I was I was chasing a thought and it was really difficult to sort of step out of that sometimes I would even think to myself those negative thoughts were were helping me I, I I would often think actually this uh, I, I used to worry about my health and things like that and sitting in front of Google looking at things maybe I'm researching what it is and it was just all negative thoughts and you mentioned um, CBT I, I tried CBT mindfulness uh, yoga all, all sorts of things and and I, you know, I would really stress that I'm, I have no negative conversations about any of those because I think what works for someone is is the answer, and they they do work for many many people, but they never Absolutely. quite answered the the question for me. They they sort of soften the edges around things. They would maybe sort of briefly provide me a moment of 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 clarity, but I simply couldn't step away from them. And and you know, CBT was always it was a good example it, it, it sort of talks about seeing your thoughts and you recognize them um t- talks a lot about seeing your thoughts as a fluffy cloud when i was speaking say you know see that thought and then let it float into the distance and i could do that and i would choose not to engage with that thought but then there'd be another one right on its tail and there'd be another and another. And it wasn't, I, I didn't have a fluffy cloud. I had a thunderstorm there. I simply couldn't step away from them. Um, and then, yeah, I've, I've come up with this thought process that has allowed me to, to step away from them. Yeah. And it, it, you were talking about fluffy clouds. Yeah. Um, first, and, and, Again, this is probably, you know, some things work for some people and yeah. and some things don't. You have found a method that that works for you. And, and maybe it won't work for everybody, but maybe. And for those people that, that are experiencing this, it might. And, and, of course, I'm a little bit biased because <laughs> of the the subject matter that you attach to it. And that is the kindness aspect. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's back up a minute. At what point did you did you have this thought? Um, well, if it's okay, I'm going to go back in time a little bit and and, and provide a bit of context actually, because it really starts with these envelopes, and I'm 
flashing up an envelope here and i appreciate this is on a podcast so i'm going to uh, give you the visual description for, for everyone me, that's listening <laughs> um, so it's a kind of a4 sized envelope it's red and festive looking and it's got a message on the front and in december 2015 a hundred of these envelopes appeared randomly scattered around my hometown city which is Norwich in the UK and on each of these envelopes there was a message on the front and the message read as follows several years ago I received a Christmas gift in strange circumstances it changed my life for the better I am now returning that favour by randomly distributing that same gift in equally strange circumstances. So wherever you may find this envelope, it is meant for you. Please take it. Please open it. Please read it. Uh, And then it says Merry Christmas. Um, For anyone who uh, opened that envelope inside, and again, I'll describe these, there was uh, another small brown envelope with another message saying don't open me until you've read the story and then inside there a story and it was an emotional story uh, about a man called Matt who was going through a difficult time in his life and then in almost magical circumstances he received a gift from a stranger and that gift changed his life and he was now handing it over to you, the person who had the courage and curiosity to open his envelope. And that gift inside was the one inside of the the little brown envelope. And that was, again, I'm flashing this up for for the listeners, was the Star Tarot card. And the, the Star Tarot card is the symbol of hope. And there was a message on the back of it, which I'll I'll briefly read out. So the star card represents hope. It suggests you have endured life's challenges and have been through a difficult time, but you are now open to change. Your ability to let go of damaging memories will be strengthened by contact with those closest to you. This card is saying to you that over the long term, you should have faith and trust in yourself. A better future is waiting for you. But in order to reach it, you must trust that it is indeed possible. Wow. And so powerful. This was my project. So I wrote the the story. I printed out the story. I uh, bought the envelopes. I bought the stickers. I stuck the stickers on the envelopes and I randomly distributed a hundred of them around the city of Norwich. And my hope was that I would find just one person, just one person um, who, who, who this would mean something to them. It would find them at just the right time. And it became so much more. So over the next five years, I I actually wrote two more stories with the help of hundreds of volunteers. Uh, I distributed thousands of these envelopes and we made it all over the, the, the UK. We, we managed to make some of them over there and uh, we distributed some in New York. So that was myself and a couple of people who were on holiday there distributed some. And I was inundated with profound responses from people who found one of these envelopes and it reached them at just the right time and and it it meant something to them um and i'll just uh i'll just dig there's one of them that i'd like to just sort of uh briefly 
read out and this was one of one of many but it always really resonated with me because the the original story about matt had involved um some some grief and some loss he'd had so i received this in the first year i was distributing them uh my 13 year old son found your story today he lifted your envelope and kept it safe until he was back home he opened the envelope and read envelope and read your story with bated breath to find out what was inside the little brown envelope the star tarot card, the card of hope, telling him he had been through a difficult stage. How apt could this be? For my 13-year-old son lost his dad suddenly and tragically in August this year. The words on those cards mean so much to both of us. Wow. Yeah. Um, Oh, my gosh. And all through this um i did this for five years and in december 2019 um i was distributing the envelopes and what nobody knew uh not my colleagues not my friends family not even my wife was that the stories i wrote were very much a reflection of my mental health the struggles i was going through the anxiety the negative thinking the subsequent depression that it caused and I was keeping it all bottled in but I felt these envelopes gave me a little window a little glimmer of respite so every December I did them it was a very festive thing it it felt like there was something positive there but but after five years I just it just felt like nothing was nothing was changing that that helped but i I maybe thought there'll be something else there. This, you know, is there go? Is this going to help me? Is it going to change? And after five years, I just decided actually I'm going to stop distributing my envelopes. They, nothing is changing, and I felt like there was a, a tipping point. I, I, I really felt that that something's going to happen. Whether it's a bit of a breakdown, whether I'm going to take some time from work, whether I'm finally going to admit that that I've got this this problem sort of thing. Um. And in the December, I stopped distributing my envelopes. On January the 10th, less than three weeks after I distributed the last one, I went away for a weekend. And over the course of that weekend, this thought process emerged within me. And it is entirely based around kindness to others. And I believe it is entirely inspired by the journey that I went on with those envelopes that helping all of those people, seeing the impact that it had, I think subconsciously sort of brought something about. And this is how the thought process um, came about. I should probably say briefly what it is, and then we can delve into some of the details. Because when I tell you, it sounds so simple, but there is so many layers to it. But the thought process is simply two questions that I ask myself. And I've asked them hundreds and thousands of times i ask them every single day without fail um at first when i was struggling with my negative thoughts i just relentlessly asked myself all of the time and it snapped me into the moment and took me away from my thoughts and those two questions are simply how can i help them how can i make them smile and i repeat it over and over again how can i help them how can i make them smile how can i help them how can i make them smile like a mantra Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be right back to my conversation with Alex Walton. But first, Bacon is my podcast, another deluxe edition member. Hey, man, what's your bacon? You got to tell everybody what that means first. It's that extra side topping a main course in life that makes everything about your day even better. Whether it's movies, music, cooking, 
paranormal, video games, whatever it is that helps you unwind. Maybe you can get a little bit inspired. We talk to hot new bands. We are Felicity. Hey, this is Bradley from Emerosa. TV personalities. Hi, my name is Rachel Pizzolatto. Hi, my name is Patty Mickley. Wrestling personalities. Mm. Hi, everybody. I am Eric Bischoff. WWE Hall of Fame. Godfather here. Actors. Mr. Sean Kanan, thank you for joining us. Hello, podcasters. Emo Social Club. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Schrader. Pretty much any like-minded creative across all facets of the entertainment industry. You can check out Bacon Is My Podcast on all streaming platforms, as well as the Strangerhood TV YouTube channel. New episodes dropping every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Listen in when we find the answer to the question, what's your bacon? That's... So, so those two phrases, kind of like the, the, the rubber band snap on your wrist, it yes. takes you away from whatever. And that's so cool. Now, something I wondered, and I've talked to you before, obviously, and I was wondering, so was there a way for people to reach out to you when you, in those envelopes? Did Was it a... Was it yeah. an email address? Was it a, if this has helped you, please respond to or? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So um, within the envelopes, I I, I always felt um, that I, I tried to make it, I always felt of it a little bit like a, a, a magic trick. I wanted to make it an experience for people when they found it. So the envelope and everything within it was created in a way that the story about Matt or the characters was was real. You're finding this this strange envelope. Uh, this person has been through this this journey, and they're handing you this gift that has changed their life. And I felt that that would make that gift have weight, emotional weight to it. Sure. But within the story the way they receive it was almost magical. It couldn't have happened. So there was this kind of dichotomy within within it. It's like, well, it, it looks real, but then actually it's, it's magic. It can't be. But at the end, I provided Facebook details, email details where people could reach out. And I okay. was always, when people did reach out, it was always very much, you know, this is a positive experience. It's a fictional story but the intent is to provide a positive experience and a hundred percent across the board. All I had was positive reactions from people who'd found one of these. And also as well, the way that that then grew was volunteers. So I had a small army of people who for no better reason than just to do a good deed, uh, reached out, can I help you? And I would send them a little pack, five, ten envelopes all over the country, and they'd go off and distribute them. And then they would put little messages on Facebook, and it would grow from there. So it was a, it was a little community of people doing good deeds. <laughs> that That's like, it's like a random acts of kindness flash mob. <laughs> it, it, it is, yes, yes. So it was something else. That's awesome. Um, okay, so back to your back to your mantra, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, and you had you had talked about this before, and, and standing in a grocery store or what have you, ready to waiting to check out, and those negative thoughts creep into your head, and you just you look around at all the people around you, and those two phrases, you you, you just repeat them over and over and over again. I think. Um... Yeah, and, and that example, I think because when I talk to a lot of 
people. So are th- those questions, I'm sort of constantly asking them in my head and it really does snap me into into the moment and there's so many different elements to it but for that particular example one of the the first things that people say to me when i i explain those questions is well it's so simple but but, and, and, and almost the simplicity can be well how can that have such a transformative change because i literally walked into that weekend struggling and walked out of that weekend totally transformed free of thought forward thinking in the moment and i've never ever in the three years since gone back to that state of mind by simply asking those questions and i think that that people look at that and the first impression is well you're simply asking those questions and that's a that's a good nice thing to do and 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 there's often that thought that it's about being kind to others and one of the things I always say to people is actually these questions, they are not about doing good deeds. They are not about right. being kind to other people. And the example I've given is, is that one there that I stand standing in a supermarket and I'd often find I, I, I'm standing there. I've got two minutes as the queue winds its way down. And that would typically be a time where I would fill it with some negative thoughts so i'd worry about something maybe a work thing something like that anything and now the difference is i've got a bit of time there i just ask those questions how can i help them how can i make them smile and i can daydream about my family or my friends or quite often what i'll do is i pull myself into the moment how can i help them how can i make them smile and I'll look around at the people that are there. They might all be strangers, but but there could be some way I could help them. There could be some way I could make someone smile. And um, let's say we get, uh, I, I see the, the, the cashier there um, at the end of the line. I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say something to that person. But it winds down. The queue takes a little bit longer. We get to the cashier. And I might decide, actually, do you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to not going to ask if they're having a good day or anything like that. I'm in a bit of a rush. I'm going to go and I walk out the door. Now, if we've if we've linked the outcome of these questions to doing a good deed and being kind, if we're thinking, right, this is this is a really nice thing. It's about being kind to others. I would walk out that door and potentially think negative thoughts. I'd think, hang on a minute, I didn't say anything. I wasn't nice to that person. I haven't helped anyone and I haven't made anyone smile. But if we actually right. change the, the 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 context of that a little bit, and if we think these questions have one purpose, one purpose only, to stop me having negative thoughts, to pull me into the moment so I can see the world around me. And if I think of it that way, I walk out the door there and I'm jumping for joy. I've got two arms and yes, I've stood there for two minutes and not had negative thoughts. I've stood there for two minutes looking at the world around me and the people around me and being in the moment. And all of that time, I was thinking about doing kind, positive, good thoughts you know there was no negative thoughts there that's not a failure that is absolute success of that thought process now i always say if i'd stepped out and had asked a question then great that's even better i've done something and i've maybe i've spoken to that cashier and every little action that i do every time i just start a simple conversation or anything that's been triggered from those questions i recognize 
that wouldn't have happened. That moment would not have happened if I hadn't have been asking those questions. So it kind of embeds it a bit more. It helps me understand that, you know, so many little moments in my life are just created from asking those questions. Oh, sure. But it is always about stopping or helping me to manage my negative thoughts. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So, I mean, this is... This is such a phenomenal story, Alex, and I, I just love everything about it. So at what point did you say, I need to put this into a book? Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's a really good question. So um, it was probably, it was such an impact to, to me. And I felt within a few weeks, I, I, I had so much freedom of, of thought from just asking these questions. And it was relentless. Those first few weeks, literally all of my thoughts were negative before. And I would just ask the questions over and over again. I get up in the morning, first thing, how can I help them? How can I make them smile? How can I help them? Say something to my wife. How can I help them? How can I make them smile? Go downstairs, see the kids. How can I help them? How can I make them smile? How can I help? I'll say something to the kids. But I just found I'm not having any negative thoughts. It was great. And I'd say within a few weeks, when I'd realized there was something really there, it, it, it changed within me. I started thinking, I think this is something that can help other people. And I really wanted to sort of get that down into into a book. And and I went through quite a sort of, you know, different approaches of, of what that would book would be. Um, but I was really keen to, to to get the message across and something so simple can be as as impactful um, as well. So so it was it was a matter of weeks that I started thinking about that. But then it was about two and a half years to actually get to that journey of finally releasing the book. Yeah. So I've written a couple of books. They're very small, inconsequential. But the process of writing that book. I mean, I might write like a madman through a weekend and then not go back to it for a month, you know? Yeah. So, but the book is successful and, and I, it has the potential to help an untold number of people. It's available yeah. on Amazon. I assume it is. Yeah. 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 It's absolutely available on uh, amazon.com. So that's the kind mind uh, method. So and really positive feedback so far. So I've, uh, I've had a lot of feedback from people where they're, they're just seeing this and 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 it's it's helping. Um, and I think uh, we talk about the kindness side of it. I, I've always sort of said there's three key areas why I really think that this is is something different from what what people have seen or, or used before. And for me, that's kindness, simplicity, and choice. So kindness, simplicity, and choice. And obviously, with with the name of your podcast, uh, I'm going to start with with kindness. But there was uh, a study done um, a few years ago over here in the UK, actually. It was done by the University of Sussex um, in partnership with uh, the BBC as well. And they did a, a, one of the largest studies that's been done on kindness. And one of the things that they came out from the data was a, a clear correlation between doing good deeds, kindness and positive mental health. It, it, it's, it's a clear line. And there's been many other studies as well. And the problem and the challenge a little bit with that is 
it's all well and good to tell somebody who's struggling to to be kinder that will that will help your your mental health but yeah. how can you apply that on a day-to-day basis how can you take that and you know, one of the challenges when you're struggling with your mental health is your 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 thoughts are all consumed with something else. So to go out there and say, right, I'll I'll do this random act of kindness or I'll be kind to this person, it's quite a leap. So that that principle here is ask yourself two questions: How can I help them? How can I make them smile? How can I help them? How can I make them smile? How can I... every single thing you think while you're asking those questions and every single thing you do. If you actually do anything at the end of it, will be kind, will be a positive action. You know, the thoughts that you're thinking are all about positive ways you can engage. So, you know, I spend a lot of time if I'm on my own and I ask those questions, I'm just daydreaming. It could be my friends, could be my family, could be anyone. And I just think, how can I help them out? And I know, doesn't matter if I'm out for a run for 20 minutes and just thinking those thoughts, all those thoughts are all positive, are all kind. If I do anything, they will all be positive. They will all be kind. And that's leveraging the power of kindness to enable me to to focus on those thoughts rather than other ones. So that's the kindness side. So kindness, simplicity and choice. So the other second one, simplicity, which we've mentioned there. So many things I've found when going through and looking at different ways to, to, to manage your thoughts and that side of it, there was a level of complexity to them. And I think with this, you know, for me, one of the key elements is that simplicity. There is nothing more to it. And within the book, I talk a lot about different ways you can apply it, the different contexts it's used in and things like that. So I'd encourage people, if anybody is interested, to to read a bit more about it. But the principle is... Genuinely, it's just asking those two questions constantly over and over again and just making you know a choice to, to engage positively. And then that last one, so kindness, yeah. simplicity, and the third one, and actually, you know, really key one is is choice. And this this is something that these two questions gave me because in the past where I would be thinking these thoughts. The problem I had is I felt I didn't have anything else. I didn't have another choice because if I didn't engage with that thought, which is what CBT sort of tells you, there'd be Mm -hmm. another one that would pop along or another one or another one or another one. And there felt like no alternative, no choice. So I'm almost just saying to myself, right, I'm going to repeat those questions just constantly. And it just gives me a choice. So if I have a I have a worry about something and I've got this thought and it's going around in my head because they still happen, they're still there. Um, and then I just ask the questions. And the first thing is I've got my thought there, my worry. And then on the other side, I've got how can I help them? How can I make them smile? And I look at the two and I I, I see those two different thoughts competing for my attention. You know, one of them wants to keep hold of me and and the other one is is how can I help them how can I make them smile and I've got now I look at them that that positive thought helps me distinguish the other one as being negative so it, it, it helps me I look at those and think hang on a minute you know I've got I've got an option here I've got a choice and because it's a kind thought I want to be kind I want to be positive it makes it easy for me to choose that positive kinder thought and there's just one example I'd like to, to quickly sure. uh, uh, give you. And, you know, this for me is is one of the, 
the, the key examples and something that almost on a daily basis, I can see the tangible impact of these questions. The school run with my children. Huh? In the past, I would walk out the door and on one hand, I'd have my worries there, redundancy, death, divorce, whatever it might be. And on the other side, I've got my two children, Dexter and Brody. Um, and we'd take the 10 minute walk into school quite often in the past that could be in silence with me worrying about work or whatever it is that's going through my head. And even if they asked a question or, or had a conversation, it would often feel like a bit of an interruption, like a sharp break in my thoughts. I'd have to step out of and snap an answer to them. And the difference now, every single day, I walk out the door and my worries might still be there on my left-hand side mm-hmm. and my children there. But I now ask my questions and I walk out the door how can I help them? How can I make them smile? How can I help them? How can I make them smile? On my one hand is my worries. On the other hand, how can I help them? Dexter. How can I make them smile? Brody. The two people I love more than anyone in the universe. Sure. Stepping out of my thoughts to engage with them and think of ways that I can help them or make them smile is the simplest thing in the world. And whenever I'm with my family, my wife, my children now, and I ask those questions, I am there, I'm present, I'm in the moment. And it's been utterly transformative when there's people around and I ask those questions, it's, it's, it's the easiest thing. And when it's my family, the people I love, I see those, those worries for what they are, just inconsequential thoughts that, 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 I don't want to be having. So I just step into the moment and I'm with them. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely brilliant. I, I, I love that. I'm so happy for you, Alex, that you found this method and it works for you. And honestly, that's, that's amazing and, and something to be grateful for, obviously. Thank um, you. But yeah, this is such a great book and there will be a link to it in the show notes. Alex, it was so awesome having you on here, and I so much appreciate you coming on and and talking about, about, well, I mean, it's hard to open up about mental health sometimes, and I think that's probably part of the problem why it it stays so hidden is because people don't want to get help or they don't want to, they don't want to talk about it. There's a stigma attached to it, I think, but um, I'm so happy that that you chose to to come on and talk about it and to share a method that's worked for you. And maybe, you know, folks, if you're, if you're having those negative thoughts, give Alex's book a shot. If you know somebody who's having a hard time struggling, it would make a great, very kind gift. It would. I'd, I'd say to anyone, even if you're listening to this and you, you get stuck a bit in your thoughts next time, you're with a group of people or your friends, family, and you're maybe stuck inside your own head. Just ask yourself those questions. Just try it. How can I help them? How can I make them smile? And just say to yourself, I'm going to try and come up with one thing, one thing, and see if it helps you step into that moment and, and do that one thing. And um, just remember that that, that that one thing wouldn't have existed if you hadn't have asked yourself those questions. And exactly. Mike, it's been a real pleasure, a real pleasure to chat to you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. Again, all of your information will be in the show notes. We'll have links. And um, I wish you much success with the book, sir. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thank you, sir. 
Such an amazing conversation with Alex Walton. You know, let's let's make this the normal, shall we? Let's not be afraid to talk about mental health and and things that we can do for ourselves and for others that can improve their mental health. Uh, it, it's so important, and I would encourage you to not only search out Alex's book, which is, there's a link in the show notes, uh, but also on my new website. Oh, did I say, mention I had a new website? TheKindnessMattersPodcast.com. Uh, there are a couple resources there for mental health organizations. Don't be afraid to go out and, and reach those out and share them with friends, family members, whoever might need that kind of help. Let's have a conversation. That will do it for this episode of the Kindness Matters podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to it. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. We will be back again next week with another episode. But of course, until then, be that person who roots for others who tells a stranger they look amazing and encourages others to believe in themselves and their dreams. You've been listening to the Kindness Matters podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rathbun. Have a fantastic week.